Hawks Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Fan TV podcast. I hope you guys are staying happy and healthy out there and had a wonderful fourth and celebrated and had lots of brews and, and bombs and all that good stuff and hopefully didn't blow off too many fingers. Uh, I am your co-host, Mac. I am joined by my ever-so-handsome co-host, Mr. Derek Freeze, and uh, we are excited to bring you another episode of the Hawks Fan TV podcast. My man, Derek, how was, how was your 4th of July? Hey, my fourth of July was excellent because it, it had all all the things, all the F's that make a fourth of July great. First of all, freedom, of course. <laughs> Followed up uh family food, and of course, fireworks. What's the fourth of July without risking a couple of digits or two? How about you, Mac? How was your I, I had a great one, man. I spent it on a boat on on some water somewhere, and we uh, docked up and just Chilled in the water and had a good time, man. So, uh, you know, it was it was a great forward for myself. And uh, just excited to get back into this Hawks news cycle, man. Um, so this week's episode, obviously not as much going on as, as last week's here in the uh, Hawks universe. We're just going to cover that potential possible Siakam trade, go over some of the uh, summer league uh, games and, and what to preview for that. And also we're going to recap that Houston trade with uh, Ty Ty Washington and Usman Garaba. Um, but first, like I said, we'll start with that Siakam trade. Right now, for the most part, how this trade would end up working is there would be some combination of Clint, Bogey, DeAndre, DeJounte, excuse me, or DeAndre. Um, one of those guys, more than likely two of them combined with one or two of Jalen, Onyeka, or AJ. And um, as I'm saying that, you know, you can kind of see Derek's face, and I think this is a lot of people's reaction at this point, is that you know, uh, Pascal's a great player. I'd, I'd love to have him on the Hawks. I'm not like I'm going to be upset with, you know, a guy who averaged 25 and 8 last year. Um, but what we would have to give up, what we, what we would be giving in return for him, I got to be honest, is not something I, I I don't know if I am okay with. You know, when you go on the trade machines, there's some trades that I'd be okay with. I, I remember I think one, there was Clinton Bogey straight up for, for Siakam. And, you know, I got to be honest. I love Bogey. If, if anybody's listening to this podcast, they know I'm a huge Bogey fan. Uh, but, you know, if we got to give up a player to to get a player on the level of a possible Siakam, I think I'd be okay giving up those two dudes. But at the end of the day, it is more than likely that one of these two or one or two of the three young studs that we have, including DeJounte Murray, would more than likely be included in that package. And I got to be honest at this point, I just don't know how I feel about that. Like maybe we should just use the money to re-sign DeJounte and, you know, Sadiq and, and Yeka. So really that's kind of my consensus about it at this point. And I, I, I'm very curious to see how you're feeling about it. Well, one, I mean, you know, last week um, I got in here and I questioned the, the Hawk leadership's commitment to winning because <laughs> I said, hey, we just traded this. You know, there was rumor of mandates of trying and wanting to stay under the salary cap. And I said, look, you're talking out both sides of your mouth and why – Haskell Siakam, which I said this last week too, I would love to have with Trey. I've always wanted to have a stretch forward with Trey and especially one of his skill sets. Um, but the price that I heard they were wanting, I mean, one, we've already heard um, Matt Moore, um, uh, NBA insider, he's reported this from several teams that have tried to work with Toronto that they want blood from stone was a direct quote that they are not giving up nothing. They just, that they're very frustrating to work with. Cause I was even looking into, Hey, if not Siakam, because Siakam's even came out and said, he wants to stay in Toronto. 
kind of like how Dame said, I just want to go to Miami. And like his agents, there's reported today, his agent came out and said, he's telling other teams, he's only going to be happy in Miami. To hear a guy say, I want to stay in Toronto, I want to sign with Toronto, it's like, uh, trade away something without a guarantee of anything back. So I even started looking at OG Anobli, a guy that's several years younger, a guy that makes half the money. And I heard some of the rumors out there that they want to not even listen to anything less than three first round picks for them. So they know they got some good players. They like those little tall, lanky guys and they do not want to give up them easily. I've heard people, some of the stuff I heard thrown out there was Deontay Murray with AJ Griffin and a first round pick. I'm like, hell no, not just no, but hell no. One AJ Griffin, first year player, guys, a rising star Two. We gave up three first-round picks for Murray. Like, people forget that. Like, to sit there and trade him away and give out another first-round pick, like, I'm all about trying to win now, but you can't give up the whole future for one year. And a yeah, guy that's basically said – rental two years in a row, yeah, that would, I don't think that would be very smart. No. So, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. It's one of those things It's like, would it be great to have him? Yes, but – I'd much rather stick where we're at, see what Quentin does with the young guys. Um, you know, first four year. I mean, last year was kind of a year zero the last 20 games. I see a full off season for full season with these guys instead of, you know, trading away everything. And for a guy that doesn't said he wants to go right back to where he came from. Right. Exactly. No, it's, uh, you know, I, I have become less and less, excited and less and less willing to want to do this trade and for those of us that feel that way as I kind of pick up that's maybe how you're feeling at this point too uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports to come out and say that um, the talks have not generated any forward progress here recently so um, it really does seem like at this point the trade isn't going to happen which as we've kind of just highlighted is probably going to be best for the Hawks in the long run you know you got a guy with Siakam who has an incredible amount of talent but as you're saying, he's expressing that he doesn't exactly want to leave. And as all of us know at this point, he's got one year left on his contract. So if he comes down to Atlanta, he would have to resign next year, which, of course, he's going to be eligible for a max contract and all that good stuff, which, uh, you know, I'm sure Ressler has really shown that he's willing to have two max contract uh, players on his team, um, being sarcastic. Uh, so, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, you know, I would be in favor of the trade happening, but I'm also in favor of it not happening. So it's Stranger becoming a, to me personally, maybe not all of Hawks Nation, but kind of a win-win where it's like, if we get them, I'm, ha I'm happy. If we stay with our current team, I'm happy as well. So, you know. Oh, but that being said, though, Mac, I mean, I've now, like, even today where I was looking through some and stuff, it seems like the dousing of that has led to reinterest on both Murray and the Hawks side of maybe doing this extension instead of him waiting for free agency next year. I mean, I think he just tweeted something out Earlier about, you know, I don't play about loyalty. So, hey, you know, I know last year wasn't what we wanted in terms of win column between the two guys, but let's not give up just yet. We just got a guy who's been called a pick and roll savant as our head coach. I know, you know, we keep talking about Quinn Snyder and this, like the guy, I'm really excited to see what he can do in this year. So I'm happy like, hey, let's, if we can get this extension done, that definitely helps us out in the future. And let's just see what we have for this year instead of like trying to mortgage all away for, you know, a one year rental. Oh, yeah. No, you know, it's, um, I honestly couldn't agree with you more. And, 
you know, it's the reading too much of the socials, you know, like you, you just mentioned, it's um, him, him saying that about the loyalty. It, it certainly could mean something. I know in Yekka, uh recently tweeted, he, dele- he deleted it almost right away. It just said lol, uh, which I can't lie was, it didn't make me feel super encouraged that maybe he wouldn't be moved. Uh, you know, and of course, trade and following Pascal on Instagram. But I got to be honest at this point, you know, um, I think reading into the social media posts and who they follow may be a little overdone at this point. But to what you said, his comment about loyalty, I feel like that's in kind of a different vein. I feel like it's not him in a more of a, I mean, just for lack of a better term here, a trolling attempt. You know what I mean? Like, Trey knows what he's doing by following Pascal Siakam. Like, he, he knows that people are going to post the eye emoji and be like, Oh, look, Trey's following Boswell now. So, um, whereas DeJounte, I don't feel like it was as much of a trolling sense as more of like, Hey, no, like I I'm loyal to the city of Atlanta. Like I want to stay here. Uh, you know, and I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I feel like that's gaining more traction in, in, you know, recent days, like you said, where it seems like all of the, uh, all, all of, all of the, everything is starting to point towards, us re-signing Jante and him coming back and being a huge, huge role on this team. Cause I, I'm not, I don't remember if I did mention it last week during, during our draft recap, but the first player to call and text every single one of the rookies was Jante Murray. So the dude, the dude's a hell of a teammate. Um, you know, we were all incredibly excited for him to come to Atlanta in the first place. Let's not have, you know, one, you know, I won't even say bad season because it wasn't a bad season, just a season that, you know, maybe we had a little bit higher of expectations for him individually and, of course, for our team success. I don't think we should let that sour our our taste when it comes to Jean Murray a little bit uh, uh, too much because this guy has still got an incredible amount of talent and, in, and clearly a bunch of intangibles and, and a high-level leadership as well. So that's something we definitely need. Definitely agree with you there. But we'll see how it all plays out because silly season is just begun when it comes to all this stuff. So let's oh, yeah. see. Oh yeah, the fun has definitely just began begun for sure. For sure. Uh well yeah, we'll go we'll go ahead and move on to our next topic for, for this week's episode. Um, as I mentioned before, we're gonna cover some of the summer league. Uh this one, you know, this summer league, it's you know, I'm I'm excited, but I feel like admittedly I'm probably a little more excited to see some players that aren't on the Atlanta Hawks, but that's okay because, you know, we still got some players on the Hawks that we're, uh, should, should keep our eyes on and be excited for, uh, you know, right now the roster consists of some most notable names of Kobe Bufkin, obviously AJ Green, uh, Muhammad Gay. We got Vit, we got Seth, uh, Lundy, Brady Manick, the legend from UNC in Oklahoma. I thought that was kind of cool. Tyrese Martin, uh, Miles Norris, we got a few others, uh, David Singleton and Mauricio Santos, the uh, Brazilian legend. Uh, and I got to admit, it looks like he could be Trey Young's long lost brother. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I think it'd be pretty cool if Mauricio ended up making the roster. I don't think he will, but that's pretty pretty cool that he's on there. Uh, my prediction for the starting five, uh, I, I I saw this posted somewhere. I thought it was from the official Hawks account. It wasn't, so I guess I'll say my prediction is the same as a fellow. Uh, Hawks, Hawks fan out there, but Kobe at the one, AJ at the two, Seth at the three, Vid at the four, and Mo at the five. The, the, that's who I would think we would put our our, our starters out there. It's got to be the five dudes that we want to see the most out of with this roster that we have. Um, as I mentioned, you know, you got some Brady Manic and Mauricio Santos out there that uh, <laughs> you know can 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 be exciting and can be fun, and that's what summer league can kind of give you is 
as some of those, you know, college favorite players and these international players that may not, you know, be good enough to actually make a squad. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I got to admit, if those five guys, especially the three in Kobe, AJ, and Seth, AJ should ball out. We've seen him play in the NBA. We know what he can do. Uh, but Kobe and Seth, I really want to see a lot out of them. Um, and believe it or not, I, I know Kobe's going to be the popular, popular pick here, but I think Seth is the one that I want to see the most out of. The dude's tools, his age, his maturity, his IQ, um, and his shooting ability, man, it's going to be something that could be an instant uh, key for the Hawks. And, you know, I, 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 could, I could very, you know, you could – be six months from the future and be like, hey, man, Seth Lundy's having a great start to his career and it's kind of looking like A.J. Griffin of last year. I wouldn't be shocked at all. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Seth Lundy. So definitely, definitely excited to to hear what you have to think about our summer league roster here over over in Vegas. Well, it is summer league. It is live basketball. <laughs> so, hey, get excited. This is always, you know, the interesting time of year because all you really have going on really – is baseball so you know it's still it is summer league though which historically is you know you don't read too much into it don't look at the stats and stuff kind of see how players are kind of moving with the ball and stuff because historically it's always good for you know ball dominating players it's the complimentary guys kind of don't really get to showcase their stuff the most but you are absolutely right I mean we do have you know you know I'm ready to see Kobe Bufkin. Like they said, that he's going to be using, uh, be attacking from the point a lot, um, had the ball in hand a lot. AJ, let's face it, he's probably only going to play a game or two um, until he gets out of there. Um, he doesn't have to show too much. It is very telling. AJ's on there. Jalen Johnson's not. So that kind of, guess, shows us where he's at in terms of the senior team and what his, his role is going to be. Either he might be starting or, you know, He's part of the that eight, the eight guys that you know you roll with. Um, you but also you're all right. Seth Lundy just signed his two way deal um, with the Hawks. You know, catch and shoot guy. He's a guy like Bogey, like you heard me say last week, and hit a three from anywhere with a guy in his face. Quick release. Really going to be interesting to see him and on um, Buffkin like off, move and operate the catch and shoot there. Um, also with Kobe Buffin, it's going to be interesting to see in college. He had a seven over 71% success rate um, last year um, at the rim, even against larger dudes. Well, you know, college is college. This is summer league. So you're going up against more men now. You're going up against guys that are from overseas, guys that have been in the league a little bit. Um, it's still not the same as, you know, the regular season when you're going up against grown ass men <laughs> like at the NBA level. But it's going to be interesting to see him at this little scrawnier size with that quick first step. He can penetrate the paint against, you know, bigger, faster dudes. Um, that's going to be stuff I'm going to be looking for. And also Muhammad Gay. So after last week's episode, I was doing a little bit more research on him because he did sign a four-year. That's pretty significant there. He didn't sign a two-way. He signed a four-year actual NBA contract for a guy that is really raw. But um Come the, I was doing a little bit more research. Apparently, last year at Washington State, before the season, they lost like two of their big men. He was supposed to play the four last year, ended up being forced to play the five. It was like the only big man. He was playing 38 minutes every game on average. And they basically told him from uh, I forgot the guy's name. And I apologize. He's Washington State insider. Um, and also get on the NBA draft. Basically said that once he got the two fouls, they told him, quit defending um, because he's all that they had. Um, 
of course, there's also going to be guys that you can be looking at, you know, to make the team, like, a, you know, a Martin, who um, Tyrese Martin, who last year was like the MVP of, you know, of the summer league, as well as a Vit Creechie. Now, Vit's a, Creechie's a, a three-year guy. I love him because when I was at the games last year, you know, and the six-man session, one thing I've always noticed, anytime something good happened, who was the first dude off the bench jumping, going crazy, Creechie? So his deal is not guaranteed. He's, I mean, right now we have like 18 guys um, under contract or on the on the contract of some sort. Um, not all of them are guaranteed. There's a couple of non-guaranteed guys. So his contract's not guaranteed until um, I think the beginning of the 24th of January of next year. Um, so there's some flexibility there, but I hope he goes out there and kill it because I do love the guy. I love the fact he seems like he's a great locker room presence. So I'm always going to be looking at that. We also get a first look at Miles Norris, who is another two-way contract. So we right now have two of our three, um, two of our three two-way contracts already locked up. Um, and for those who are, you know, betting degenerates, Vegas has us as a hundred to one favorites to win the um, summer league. We have the worst odds out there. But honestly, I don't care about winning the summer league. All I care about is seeing some of these young guys, seeing them kind of move with the ball, especially like our young draft picks, and um, as well as seeing some of these other guys, like like we just talked about with Martin and Critching, see if you know how hard they want to fight to make the team. So it is live basketball, you know, something I've watched besides just the Braves, which that's that is fun to watch right now as they keep just de destroying baseball, but. I like basketball a little bit more. I like the little faster pace. So I'm excited. You know, first game Friday, 10 p.m. against the Kings. Unfortunately, we're going to be overshadowed by, what is it, Wembley and Scooter playing right down the street from us at right. the same time. But I'm going to have my DVR set for, M for NBA TV um, so I can, you know, watch that. I'm super excited about, you know, seeing a lot of basketball and seeing, you know, these young players with a hot step up and see what maybe they can might do in our system with Antonio Lane help guiding the ship with us. Oh yeah. No, man. Uh, I agree with you too. It's, it's maybe not the highest level of live basketball, but it's live basketball. And uh, you know, I, Vegas doing us dirty, man. The lowest odds in the summer league, like, damn. All right. Well, I guess, I guess we'll take that. Um, you know, whatever, I guess, like you said, I don't really care, but now that I'm here and we're projected to do the worst, I'm like, all right, we got to do better than that. Uh, but yeah, man, like you said, we got our first game Friday against the Kings at, at uh, 10 o'clock uh, against Keegan Murray, which is a summer league goat, apparently the greatest player of all time in the summer league, Keegan Murray. Uh, our next game is going to be Denver uh, against Denver on Sunday. Then we got a back-to-back -back, uh, against the Timberwolves and the Sixers on Wednesday and Thursday of next week, um, which obviously, depending on how we do in those games, will determine whether or not we do make it to the little like little playoff thing they have for the, the summer league. But um, really, at the end of the day, like you said, just want to see what Kobe and mainly Seth have. Um, Kobe should have the ball in his hand a lot during the summer league. And, you know, I got to be honest, this kid looks like he's smooth. He looks like he – um, is going to be a damn good basketball player. So I, I'm excited to see that. But because of that, I feel like I already kind of know he's going to do well, if you know what I'm getting at. Like, I, I don't know what I will see out of Seth, and that's why I think I'm a little more intrigued. Um, and, you know, like I said, Mauricio Santos, Trey Young's 
long lost Brazilian brother, if he could pull it off, you know, maybe we could have, uh, you know, two ice trays in Atlanta. Who knows? Who knows? Um, it looked like an ice tray eat a lot of Southern cooking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, before before we wrap up the episode on the, on the Houston trade, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go ahead and listen to our message from our guys over here at Permanent Solutions. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white-labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low-voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Uh, always, always love hearing from our guys over at Permanent. And uh, again, if it's something that you can need for your small business or even personal use, I would definitely check them out. They could definitely help you guys out in a lot of different ways. Um, so yeah, so as I, as I said, we're going to go over this Houston trade to uh, to get us out of here for this week. Um, you know, really, I got to say, first off, I think it's a hell of a deal for the Hawks, regardless if they end up playing for the Hawks or not. I mean, this this was a steal of a deal. And, you know, for it to be one of Landry's first deals, I, I got to admit, I, I think it was pretty, pretty sly of him. Um, you know, we even got a 2025 and 2028 second round pick and 1.1 million in cash consideration. So just saying, uh, I think it was a pretty good deal for us on our end. Exactly. Um, you know, Ty Ty mainly played in the G League last year after losing the backup pointing, point guard role, but played well in the G League. He averaged uh, just over 20 points a game on almost 50% shooting and right under five assists a game. He also dropped 53 points in one game. It, it was a loss. And I know uh, dropping 53 points in the G League isn't something to, you know, invest too much into, but let's not act like that's, you know, he, th- those those are still, you know, borderline professional players out there that he's putting 53 points again. So the dude can get buckets for sure. He, he can definitely get buckets. Uh, as far as Udman, he's, he's still a little bit more of a project to me. Uh, he got selected in the first round of the 2021 draft. Um, last year average just at three points and right over four rebounds a game at about 13 minutes per game too. So uh, both are pretty raw, very talented prospects. They couldn't end up playing a role in the Hawks within our 15-man roster. I'll kind of get to that in a second. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I think this was a great deal for the Hawks, man. I got to be honest. No, I agree with you, Mac. Like, let's face it. Um, it's – we got two former first-round picks – more draft capital and yes it was second yes there's second round picks 2025 from the timberwolves and houston's 2028 but we also got 1.1 million dollars and that does not go towards the salary cap but we got all this for the draft rights to alpha cabba <laughs> basically houston needed to shed some money kind of what we did with jc um i absolutely love it it's a huge win one, I mean, I know more people probably gotta get more excited for Tai Tai, but the more I look into this Uzman Garuba, I really kind of like dude. He is definitely a defensive first prospect, but he's six foot eight, 230 pounds. He's seven with a seven three wingspan, and he's only 21 years old. Um, kind of gives shades on Yeka a little bit there. Um, you know, he can he can actually switch pretty much one to five, except for he does have a little bit of problems against the real big centers out there. Um, he can move his feet. He has quick feet, can move laterally. 
Uh, he, he was drafted, like you said, 23rd overall. He does play for Spain as well. Um, number one ranked team FIBA currently, and he's going to be on the World Cup um, roster for later on this summer. He'll be playing later on the summer. Um, but offensively, very limited. Can he hit a corner three? Yeah, but usually that's because he's so wide open and no one's running out there to kind of challenge him. Um, he can fit in at the you know at the small ball center, like he can play behind Anyeka or, or in CC, if you know, depending on what happens if we don't trade him. Um, and then you got you know Tatai Washington, a guy to Kentucky. And stop if you heard me heard this said before, but you know, a coach cow point guard that can hit a floater and, you know, is good at passing the ball. Like, it seems like that's – he seems like he definitely has a type. Um, so, like a Maxi and um, – who was the other guy before him? Was it Quickly? Uh, who was the other K- Kentucky yeah. guard? Similar thing. You know, he's not the most elite athlete, you know, but he's very crafty. He's a great passer. He's not a guy that's really explosive. He's not going to finish above the rim. A guard is usually the toughest thing to kind of get used to to make that jump in the NBA. So, but I heard he's very great in the pick and roll. And what you said last week, pick, we talked about pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, because that is Quinn Snyder's bread and butter. You know, the word savant got thrown out there by Kyle Culver about the man. So, change of scenery for both guys. You know, I love that them come in fight. Now, it's also, even if they don't play for us. That's interesting, cheap dudes that we can sit there and maybe coach them up a little bit and, you know, use them as a – you pack them in the trade deal to get something later on in the season. Uh, I think, um, you know, you know our GM Fields, I think he did a great job here uh, with both those guys. And now also the reason why I didn't talk about them in summer league is in order for this to happen, the John Collins trade has to be officially announced. And even though today was the day that that's supposed to that could start, it still has not been announced. So until that trade gets announced, then this one with Houston can. And once that does happen, if it does happen um, while summer leagues that is going on, we might see Ty Ty Washington Jr. at least in the summer league with um, Usman Garuba with his commitment to Spain. I don't know if he'll be playing summer league. But summer league rosters can be very fluid because of stuff like this. Like, so, you know, if they everything does happen, I would like to see, you know, Washington Jr. in kind of a little bit more of our offense. I know it's probably very – it's going to be very vanilla and stuff, what we're going to be running. I would like to see them in summer league. But also what I think with the addition of these guys, I think, one, it means that Rudy Gay, like I kind of alluded to him last week, where I didn't think he's ever going to play with – play it play a minute for us. I think he's gone as well as they did extend the um, guaranteed date of Bruno Fernando's contract, which also adding a Garuba. I think he's also going to be shown the door as well, which hurts to say, because I am in the six man section and I don't know if you've ever been to the game while we're up um, late. We're the guys that are chanting for Bruno <laughs> in love when that dude comes on the court. So if he is gone, I do wish him all the well. He seems like just a fun dude that he just loved to pull for. And, um, you know, it sucks. But, you know, hey, I am excited to see these dudes come on and basically got them for nothing. So you can't be mad about that. Oh, yeah. No, can't can't be mad about that. Uh, definitely agree on the, the Bruno Fernando front, too, that 
you know, for, for whatever reason, he had, he is a fan favorite and honestly always has been. So I do hope that maybe we can bring Bruno back, maybe on a two-way. I don't know. I know two ways are normally spent on guards and not not big man. But, uh, you know, it's – it's um, guards and wings, rather. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I do hope we get him back. You know, and the Tai Tai and, and Usman – uh, again, you kind of nailed it on the head. They very well could be on the Hawks, and they very well couldn't. I think that is definitely yet to be determined. Uh, I do think currently, though, they probably will find themselves actually on the Hawks roster this year. I do think, uh, you know, as much as we may not like this or may want it to be different, I don't know how many more moves the Hawks are going to make this offseason that pertain them uh, obtaining additional players rather than just re-signing the ones that they already do have. Because, you know, right now, as, as I mentioned, the, the 15 that I have on roster, uh, you know, in no particular order, but just kind of just going down, you got Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre, Jalen, Clint, Bogey, Anyeka, AJ, Sadiq, Kobe, Ty Ty, Usman, Muhammad, Seth, and Vit. And that that's that's our 15 right there, you know. And with Ty Ty and Usman, again, I think Ty Ty's playing time is going to really warrant on one thing, uh, and that's going to be Kobe's level of play. If Kobe is playing well, I got to be honest with you, because of the draft capital we spent on him and, you know, what we probably have in our vision of the future for the team, Tata probably won't play too much. It may very well end up on the Skyhawks like he found with the uh, the Rockets last year in Houston. But, you know, with that being said, Tata is obviously a very talented player. He's a five-star recruit coming out of high school and, you know, was – obviously additionally a first round pick as well. So dude's got a lot of talent. Usman, same thing, incredibly talented. He's been in the uh the Real Madrid system, I believe, since he was 13 years old over in Spain. Um, you know, his his family escaped, you know, war war ravaged, you know, Africa and found their way uh over in, in Madrid uh when he was younger. And so point being is the dude's got the the fighter spirit. He, you know, he knows how to handle hardship and He's intent. Um, yeah, exactly. So I saw him. He was diving for the ball. Like, there's that, not a person in the, in the yeah, dude, he's, 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 he's willing to get gritty, you know. So putting in that extra level of work, uh, going the extra mile, being the first one in, first one, uh, last one out, I do think he's going to fit that mold pretty well. And because of, you know, the physique that he has and the the mental uh, stance, stance that he probably has, I, I would – I would think, you know, he has a lot of potential to actually end up having a pretty good NBA career. And so. he's coming in with, you know, Clint Capella and Anyeka to learn from, like, you know, I'm I'm excited about that as well. I mean, of course, you've got the coaching staff, but, like, Anyeka's to him a very similar – I know you – I mentioned earlier, very similar in, like, size and kind of wings, like, freakishly long wingspan. So, and, you know, Anyeka's done very well. Oh, I forgot another thing I, I loved about – um about Groba is kind of like Onyeka, his, um, when he was on the court with the Rockets last season, this is in the NBA. We're not talking about EuroLeague or we're not talking about college or anything like that. We're talking about why he was on the floor. Yes, it was a 22-win Rockets team, but they had a a win rate of like 40% of offensive rebounds with him on on the court. So... Wow. Way better than when he was off the court. So kind of goes back to saying, as a very intense guy, what do you have to have to, you know, to win the, on the offensive glass? You got to have want to, and that kind of shows it right there. So something, something else to get really excited for for him at least. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that. We'll get you guys out of here on that one. And uh, you know, it's, it's not the most exciting time in the Hawks universe, but I, I think the excitement will definitely start to gain a little more traction as maybe we are able to re-sign some of these players. And obviously as the season gets closer and who knows, man, maybe we'll have, you know, some sort of summer league, uh, you know, some summer league magic and Kobe or Seth will drop 40 in a game or something. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have that to talk about, but uh, for now, you know, we're just going to keep, keep pumping out that content that, that as it comes and just getting that much closer to the start of the regular season and, what hopefully 2023 and the 2024 season will look like for the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get you out here on that one, guys. As always, uh, thank you guys for the support. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram and threads. I don't know if Alex has made the threads account yet, but check us out on threads too at Hawks Fan TV. Uh, check out our website as well at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find all of our articles and other cool content as well. Um, and, yeah, guys. You know, just be be looking out for more and uh, go Hawks. <laughs>